0: Hey, bro, don't forget, it ain't the first 48, bro, it's 60 minutes, bro. We heard a whole lot of lip service,
1: but hey, anybody can do that, but between lines? At the months, come with the camp, the not less. Even the score now, we need to score now. Back on that wall, when you hear that call, you know it's going down. We play from beginning to end, and you know how we finish. Turn to the bank, gotta handle our business. We need the ball, so it's time to go get it. Play with your heart, when you hit, make like, it feel you, you know I'm Come to the bank and get out of line. We're sending a blitz. Say, who you with? You know I'm with. That purple and black. And when we attack, you know where it is. Mm-hmm.
2: You're not locked in Zone 32. 32.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Zone 32 podcast. Episode 97, the Arthur Jones episode. We got out of court. Yeah, Brent Urban too, that's true. But although he's Canadian, I don't know. I don't fucking yeah, care. He's like he's
4: like eight feet tall. I don't want to piss that guy off.
3: So. That that's fair, but Canada, he's man. Definitely,
4: he's definitely taking me in hand-to-hand combat. I'm not uh not a shooting pissing that guy. Off, I
3: agree so. I agree with that, but still they, they call they give you a piece of ham and call it Canadian bacon.
4: That's fair, <laughs> but I'm he's but he's that's, free that's of all Canadian it.
2: There you go. But either way, it's bigger. Arthur, Arthur <laughs> Jones one time. Arthur Jones one time gave me uh, sideline passes to a, a uh, Ravens game. So, to go with that. There you go.
3: Yeah, this is the two of them. Arthur Jones and Brent Irvin. This is the '97 episode. And like I said, we have a quartet tonight. My name is Jake. His name is Drew. His name is Will. And as a returning guest, his name is Lil Key. Say hey, what's up to the people.
4: Should He's we good, put a ball man. up? Should we put a bolo out on Trippy? This is uh, this is this is typical yeah. behavior from Grant. I'm I'm slightly concerned for Trippy though.
1: Yeah, I w- yeah, I would.
3: That man's a, that man, dude. He's been he's been on every episode since he's joined full time.
4: Yeah, Mike so, McDonald yeah. leaving is uh, done 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 bad. Got him thing, down so bad. So yep, got him down bad. That's
3: fair. But yeah. Speaking speaking of hackers the N- the rest of the NFL decided they wanted a piece of the Ravens defense, so we lost. Three assistants to other teams, and one assistant got a promotion. But big Mike, Mike McDonald committed a blasphemous act by telling Trippy, I'm gonna stay in Baltimore after the AFC Championship loss. And he straight up went up to the Pacific Northwest to go coach the Seahawks, watch us walk over all the heroin heads out there. Listen to Nirvana, <laughs> Allison Chains, whoever the fuck else out there. There's nothing to do out in Seattle. It rains and there's heroin. That's what you got in that fucking city. Just fucking a dirty fi- as hippie fish fucking coffee.
4: Coffee, there's, fish, that, there's yeah. a fish market.
3: There's a fish market, it's not good fish, but it's a fish market and a fucking spacey. But so he's out there. Then the Dolphins, Flipper, those motherfuckers, they hired the defensive line coach Anthony Weaver to be their new defensive coordinator. The Tennessee Titans hired Denard Wilson to be their new defensive coordinator. And I'm forgetting, am I? No, those are the three that are gone, and as a promotion because he did have a job offer from the Green Bay Packers, but he turned it down to become our new defensive coordinator. His name is Zach Orr, and that's a hell of a comeback story if you really think about it. His three years in the league, find out about his congenital spine issue, missing the vertebrae in the back of his neck to where he can never play again to go from ending his career to becoming a D.C. and eventually a head coach. It's a a hell of it's a minor, definitely a minor setback for a major comeback. So, Drew, because you were the one who called it, too. In our last episode, we when we started talking about potential DCs, give me your thoughts. You were right.
4: Uh, I mean, I'm happy with the Or hire. Um, Weaver was going to leave if we didn't give him the defensive coordinator job, so him going to Miami makes sense. Uh, I had kind of made peace with Mike leaving too. Um, not not really thrilled that he's not you know in the Ravens organization anymore, but it kind of it is what it is. We really have like three assistants. I would say that you kind of have to protect at all costs, and it's Chuck Smith. Zach Orr and T. Martin, and so far we've done that. So you don't really have a ton of complaints. And I would put Todd on that. Todd Munkin on that list too, but I don't think he's going anywhere. I don't think that he was looking for uh, you know one stop in the NFL and then getting a head coaching job on his own. He seems like the kind of guy that's more um, you know he'll be here for the long haul. So uh, it it sucks losing Mike McDonald. I feel like it was a a good spot for Harbaugh to step away and join the front office and Mike take over as a head coach, but. You know, didn't didn't happen that way. So we're we're kind of stuck with what we have for lack of a better term. And I think Zach Orr was the right call. Um, you know, players seem to love him again, played for the Ravens, has you know, pretty young, probably has some newer ideas. I'm kind of curious to see what he does with the defense, how he kind of, you know, takes what McDonald's done and I don't know, changes it up to see what kind of guys we have, you know, see what different things he brings to the table. I, it just it sucks losing a guy like Mike McDonald, but I guess the timing just didn't work out. And you know you got the fire Harbaugh people who are all riled up online, but um, it's tough to fire Harbaugh in that situation. I I don't know if you can actually really get rid of him. Like he's got to have some I don't know dirt on Biscotti. Um, biscotti. Uh, biscotti. I told you. I said. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. Steve, you bring a Super Bowl to Baltimore, and I'll consider pronouncing your name how Will tells me to. I don't think we Will pronounce it correctly. I don't think you pronounce it correctly. It's Biscotti, but it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, we, we were going to get our defense rated. Just kind of it is what it is. We got a bunch of free agents that I'm sure are going to get signed to huge contracts that we can't pay either. That tends to be what happens when you have an elite defense. So it is what it is. You know, on to the next one. We're stuck with Harbaugh for another year at least and just got to hope that, you know, when we get into a playoff situation, he runs the ball and runs six times. Yeah. Um,
2: best case scenario would have been – what we basically said last
4: week—that I mean, we, we knew we knew on—we recorded Tuesday last week, right?
2: Yeah. So everything, and, and the, we, everything that we hoped for, basically it that that disappeared we, before, before. We the, we the knew it wasn't going to happen, though. Yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah. you When
4: I had somebody tell us Mike was gone and he had the team wrong, but it is what it is. So like, yeah. I had already come. I, when I tweeted out that I'm, you know, preparing to move on without Mike McDonald. I had already known that he was going somewhere else. So
2: yeah, yeah. Um, but best case scenario, I mean, you know, ideal world was the Ravens, you know, like we said, graduate John Harbaugh into a front office position. Mike McDonald becomes the head coach. That didn't happen, obviously.
1: That's what I was hoping would do.
2: Yeah. So obviously we all wanted Mike McDonald to be the head coach. Mike McDonald took the Seattle job at that point. Then it was like, okay, now we're fucked. Right. Because then it's like, okay, John Harbaugh is the head coach. And now Mike McDonald's going to take Zach Orr to be his defensive coordinator. He's going to take Chuck Smith to with him. He's going to take Anthony Weaver with him. He's going to take everybody. Right. And we lost a bunch of people. We knew we were going to get raided on the defensive side. I was nervous. we were going to get rated on the offensive side too. Um, that didn't really happen.
4: So I think, I think Greg Roman and as weird as it sounds like, I, I think that, just the way that our offense works, I don't know if a lot of other teams want to run that kind of offense. Yeah. And so they still have that Greg Roman kind of, you know, feel to the offense a little bit with the, you know, run heavy. And unless you have a mobile quarterback, you know, the Ravens scheme doesn't really work. So I wonder if a lot of teams are looking at this as like, we don't have the pieces to run the same kind of offense. So we don't want to bring in a guy with that skill set.
2: Right. So I think it worked out actually really well where the Ravens made a really great choice. To yeah. elevate really quickly, they did not. They didn't wait very long to elevate Zach Orr into the the defensive coordinator position. Um, he's 31 years old, so you know Mike McDonald's young. Zach Orr is younger, so they you know they lost a a, a you know an undeniable talent who's going to be a great head coach for a long time in the NFL. Um,
4: and this has got Gerard Mayo vibes to me too. Of uh, you know Belichick. And there's still arguments going on here of whether moving on from him was the right move or not. But, like, you know, you have a long-tenured head coach in Harbaugh, and you put this former player underneath him, at, you know, at defensive coordinator and kind of let him learn for a couple of years. Right. And, you know, you eventually hand him the reins. I think that that's got to be the idea now.
2: Yeah. So, with McDonald, McDonald was ready to be a head coach right now. Uh, Harbaugh was not ready to move on yet. And the organization – it's it really it's it's the the call of the owner is the owner ready to hand it over to a young head coach or not so you know it's a it's a guy making a a a, a billion dollar decision and you know <laughs> we're fans we're 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 not in a in a position to judge a guy making a, a decision like that um you know we can all armchair quarterback it but
4: end of the uh, buyer quarterback
2: Exactly right. So I respect Steve Bisciotti and his his choice here. Um, I would I would have loved to see Mike McDonald be the the head coach. At the same time, I do respect the the decision made. Um, I did like the idea of bringing Jerry Rosberg
4: in. I think and- we I think Twitter made that not happen. It's my guess.
2: Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, we, we roasted that. Now, the thing is, I think maybe it was. Nobody received. really
4: roast. Yeah. Nobody was roasting it. They were just asking the very valid question of what the fuck would Harbaugh do on game Harbaugh
1: be doing. That's like a huge yeah. coach job. is the yeah. game, man.
2: Yeah. That, no, no. It's like, it's like, uh, uh, so we weren't, we weren't saying like, it's a bad move. We were saying, we were kind of just making fun of like the fact that like, all
4: right, you basically, you're basically firing John Harbaugh, but agreeing to pay him twelve million dollars a year and give him sideline passes right. every
2: game. Right, and and we were actually saying this is really f- smart. I think. Yeah, yeah that's, right. That
4: was the that was the if Harbaugh you want Harbaugh in the organization for what he does on Monday through Saturday, you know, at a bare minimum. And so, if your way of keeping him was telling him that, yeah, John, you can be the head coach, and he would be like, you know, paternal in the later years at um, Penn State is the one that kind of sticks out to me. Of. He wasn't coaching those fucking teams. He was 103 years old and, you know, like shitting his pants at halftime. Right. But like <laughs> literally they, yeah. literally like running. Across not halftime, like, not halftime. Yeah. Middle during of the game the, but was, during the game. Yeah. So like if you're keeping him <laughs> or, you know, Bayheim like was like that at the end of his time at Syracuse too. Yeah. Like there, there are teams that hold on to these mascot figurehead head coaches that if that's how you wanted to treat John Harbaugh and you wanted to really take away anything that you thought he could fuck up on game day. I was on board with that. Um, the Ravens clearly took the Twitter reaction to that as um, you know, fucking roasting them. Or Jerry Rosberg saw it and was like, "Hey, why the fuck aren't you paying me twelve million dollars a year?"
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, and my my comparison was that John Harbaugh is basically Michael Scott from The Office, yeah. like you know.
4: Yeah, I mean, and you know, just just there for morale reasons, which is fine. Like that's that's what he's good at, and so the theory of taking away what he's bad at and keep it, letting him focus on what he's good at. Like I'm on board with that. I don't know if you're going to find somebody to come in and manage game day stuff.
2: Yeah. 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 John Harbaugh, John Harbaugh. Would I, uh, would I like my employees to fear me or love me? I would like them to be scared of how much they love me. That's it. Right.
4: Yeah. Which is, that's fine. Like I, I have no issues with him wanting to do that or with the Ravens saying like, Hey moron, you can't manage the game anymore. Like it's, you know, We've had too many of these, you know, bright light situations where we just fuck up. But I don't know how realistic it is to expect like a replacement like that. Rossberg was kind of, uh, you know, we, we, he had history with the organization, and like he would have worked out. But I think that either word got back to John, or word got back to Jerry, or word got back to Steve, and one of them was like, "Yeah, never mind." Right?
2: Yeah, right. Right. It, I mean, it, I guess like at you know it, at a certain level, it's kind of like maybe we look foolish that we're employing a guy where we're undermining him at like every level, you know, like I don't know, maybe maybe that's the takeaway from it at, at like when it gets all the way up to the, the the highest level of decision-making, like why are we employing so many people to make these decisions that the head coach is supposed to make? But also then they also have to think about, okay, fine. That's a That's fair. But, um, why, are you, you want why are you can why are you considering hiring these yeah. people to make those decisions? Because and the re the, the answer is because the guy who's supposed to be making those decisions is so bad at them. So um now mm-hmm. the, the, the the good news is there's no fucking way that Harbaugh is getting an extension. So he his his current contract wow. runs through 2025, so he's two more years left. So um, you know, Zach Orr is the defensive coordinator every single person who has talked about him, uh, you know, even before he was elevated to the defensive coordinator position has talked about how he is a future head coach in the NFL. So he is very clearly at this point, I think the head coach in waiting for the Ravens. So I think so. And I, I think it stands to, to reason that with two years as a defensive coordinator on this team, with this much time in the organization, um, that he would be the guy who John Harbaugh plays out his last two years on this contract. At that point, he'll be, you know, so right now he's 61. He'll be 62 during his uh, 2024 season, 63 during his 2025 season. So he'll be, you know, going on 64 years old. So, you know, I mean, that's not old, not young, but like that's a long career. And he can transition into a front office role. That's a good. I think that's a good kind of like transition point. And at that point, Zach Orr will be going on age thirty four. That's just a great like you know baton handoff point to
4: me. Well, and wor- worst comes to worse. like you extend him a couple years if you don't think Zach Orr is ready. I mean, I, I it just seems to be set up that Zach Orr is your next guy. Uh, yeah, and... I think. Uh,
2: yeah, I think that it. So yeah, I think it's set up that way, and. Zach Orr, if anything, they elevated him a little earlier than uh, you would have expected. expected. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So that it's not like a Mike McDonald situation where he, it's like, okay, he's, he like, obviously he was this year. He was going to be a head coach going into 2020, the 2024 season. So it's like, you know, um, this year is like, it's either Mike McDonald's the head coach here. or He's a head coach somewhere else. So Zach Orr is, we have a couple years to figure it out with him, right? And
1: you can say, we can say that we have a couple years to figure that out, but let's just say he comes in here and well, he's already here. Let's just say he's a successful defensive coordinator. Then you're going to run into that same problem as to people wanting to hire him as a head coach. But I think and we can, we can
2: pivot right to it then. I think that we can make that decision quick. I think we can do it because we can't let another one walk out the door. That's what I'm saying. Right. Right. So we've seen it happen one time, but we're at the point with John Harbaugh where, like I said, so we're because we have him on a short contract at this point, right? We haven't extended him. We right now we're going into basically the end of a contract. We haven't extended him and, you know, there's no talk of extending him. Um, If he has, if he, if we go into this year and the defense comes out and we don't miss a beat and that defense picks up right where it left off, then you talk about, okay. You know, hey Zach, we're gonna we're gonna go into year two of you as the defensive coordinator. You do you replicate that again next year, John? Hey, there's no extension. You're this is the end of your contract. And Zach is the head coach.
1: That's it. I think I honestly think the defense is gonna, you know, not miss a beat. I think they're gonna pretty much look the same, especially with with um. With Zach Will being under Mike, you know, I'm pretty sure he's learned a lot of things from him, seen a lot of things. So I I really think – I don't think the defense should change as much. The only place I think we'll change is we were losing players. Yeah,
4: like, you know, are you going to get – and I I hope Clowney stays. I hope a lot of these guys stay. Realistically, we're not going to be able to keep everybody. Are you going to get, like, uh, you know, the performance you got out of a Ronald Darby who you signed, like, the week before the season started next year when you try to sign some depth guy?
2: Well, I don't know. Right. We got we have drunk Dan Campbell now as our defensive backs coach.
4: Yeah, um he's a Michigan guy, so watch your fucking mouth. But um, you know. I, I, I look, he came in twenty twenty one, defense took like a huge step forward in twenty twenty one. So he
2: legitimately you know. looks like you want to talk about John Harbaugh said end of the bar. That guy looks like he legitimately loves, lives and sleeps at the end of the bar.
4: That's good. Fucking man of the people. I mean you know, brick by brick.
2: That guy when when I saw that picture, I was like, "Is that Dan Campbell?" And did he just wake up like in his car and do a zoom?
4: So I mean, I'd love to go get drinks with him. Just saying, like he looks like a guy we could hang out with at a buyer. So
2: have you ever heard of that guy?
4: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I watched way too much Michigan football. You know this. Like he's not a because um, he was originally rumored in that whole stallion shit that he was somehow. Why why his. is an old white guy coaching the defensive backs? Well, so he was a football analyst at Michigan. Okay. Um, he was just like a defensive analyst. I, I, I think he's got some tie to the Harbaugh family is my guess. Um, as most of our hires do, that just seems to be the way that they do business in that family. It's just so.
2: a, like a weird replacement for Denard Wilson.
4: Well, maybe we're going to draft uh, Cooper to John in the first round. And then, you know, so you need a need a, need a fellow white guy to coach him. I don't yeah. Really know.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. So he can relate uh, to him.
4: Yeah. he's just like, Hey, I'm, I'm also, you know,
2: all right. You uh, guys talk amongst yourselves for like, Two seconds
4: here, something one, weird's going on here in, in the other room. One, one, two. Oh, we'll go. lie. We'll will lie to us as usual. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I I also think to an extent, positional coaches are overrated. I'm not. Um, you know, I, I don't I don't really care that we lost Anthony Weaver. I don't really care that we lost our you know defensive backs coach. Like, it's not. I don't think that that kills you as badly as losing Mike McDonald. Like that was the we big did, loss.
1: Where did Denard Wilson go? Uh, he Titans. went to the
4: Titans. Oh, is that D.C., right? Yeah. Yep. And yep. that's the thing is, like, if you were going to protect Denard Wilson, Anthony Weaver, or Zach Orr, like, I think you hold on to Zach Orr out of those three because he's the yeah, young he's, guy. He's got the potential. He's been here, as, you know, his whole pro- playing career and now his whole coaching career. So he's, like, very well adjusted to the culture, knows, knows kind of what we're looking for culturally, has seen what works and what doesn't. Um, you know, he was part of some bad teams. He was part of some good teams. He was here in 2019. And, you know, last year, so he saw how things work when we win. And he was also here in, you know, 21 and 22 when shit fell apart, when Lamar got hurt. So, like, I, out of those guys, I think he's the one you keep. And, you know, Anthony Weaver has left us and come back before. Like, it's not like uh, – and, you know, we haven't really seen, like, a drop-off in the defensive line or anything like that. So, like, we we know that you can withstand losing him. And defensive back-wise, I don't know. I mean, how much do you credit Denard Wilson for, like – Marcus Williams or Kyle Hamilton or Marlon Humphrey, like those are just legitimately good players that I'm not sure a positional coach really matters too much. So like, you know, it it sucks watching our guys go elsewhere and getting promoted, but there's only one defensive coordinator on the Ravens. You know what I mean? It's not like we can hire three defensive coordinators. You can't make everybody happy. So you're, you're going to lose guys eventually. And I think that the Ravens made the right choices that they saw, you know, again, you let the young wonder kid and McDonald leave. So you got to protect the next one. I also think that in in two years you could see Mike McDonald back here as our head coach too. You know, like yeah. NFL NFL coaches got short leashes. You never know. Yeah,
1: that's that's if that's if only if he isn't successful in Seattle, which
4: I think he's going to be because they have that,
1: that's a good team.
4: They, they are a solid team. They, I, I don't think they're going to win much with Geno Smith. He's fine. He's not like, they're like There's nothing wrong with Geno Smith. I just don't think he's that quarterback to take you to the next level. I honestly but, think,
1: yeah, I, I think everybody knows that, including the front yeah. office and the fan base. I, th- I think they'll be probably going for a quarterback in this draft.
4: Yeah, and so if they go grab, like, a, I don't know, Michael, Michael Penix, Penix or somebody. Yeah, yep. Yep. yeah Michael Penix or, um, you know, maybe Bo Nix, like, a I, I don't know, one of those kids that's, you know, like a later first-round guy. And let him sit for a year. and Maybe he's, you know, maybe he's their QB of the future. But I think that they're kind of hamstrung with Geno Smith at the moment. But they have the wide receivers. Uh, They seem to have a, you know, pretty solid running game year in and year out. They Mm -hmm. have decent corners. So uh, they could be good. They're also in a strong division, too. So I I don't know how much much damage they're going to be able to do out there. But (laughs) you, you never know, like. Yeah, he could definitely be gone from there in two years, or maybe in two years he's like, "Fuck this! I don't want to live in Seattle anymore." Ravens, can I come back?
2: He did sign a six-year deal, so
4: yeah, that doesn't really mean anything, though. I no, mean, I know. and co- but... co- co- coaching contracts are the the weirdest fucking thing in the world. They could sign like a forty-year contract and get fired year one.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. But six-year deals is six-year deal. I mean, they're going to pay him for six years. So
4: yeah, I, I'm just I, I I was saying when you were gone, I don't think that. Losing the guys we did, other than McDonald, really hurt. You know, I don't think losing Denard Wilson really means too much. I no, don't think yeah. losing no, really means too much. I agree. Uh, the one guy I
2: think would hurt is Chuck Smith. I think Chuck yeah. Smith is a huge reason why our defense took a, hu- a big step up with with the the pass rush numbers. So we got to protect him from getting poached um, by any of the guys who went and became defensive coordinators. Yeah, and I don't or think or, that. or Mike McDonald.
4: See, I, I was
1: a little shocked no think... one took Todd. I, I thought he was gonna be out of here too.
0: Yeah,
4: I, I don't think Todd wants a head coaching job. I don't know him. Like uh it just seems like that's not his style. Like I was mm-hmm. surprised when we when I read that he took head coaching interviews because I'm like, maybe that's just uh you know doing a favor to somebody, but I, I don't think that he would jump ship from Georgia to do a one and done kind of thing in Baltimore.
2: He even said, yeah, no, he said when he took this job that the only yeah. The only thing he wanted to do was stay at Georgia or or coach here. He wanted to coach Lamar.
4: Yeah, and so I'm thinking that you know Todd's here as long as we have Todd. Yeah, you know. I
2: mean, and and uh, you know Grant likes to play this up that uh, Todd is old. Todd's not old. He's 58. He's not. Maybe he's 59 by now. I don't know. But he's.
4: I think he's old enough too that he's not looking to jump across the country and right. keep moving. You know? He's
2: not. He's not at the age where he wants to be in a different place every year. So he wants Mm -hmm. to be, he wants to, he wants some, some stability. And he came to Baltimore to win, not to, it's not a, it's not like a, a, a springboard job. So he's not looking for it to be like, Oh, what's my next move. So, yeah, no, I think he wants to be here and see it through. And I think, you know, like we, we had a little debate about this as to who, who like connected it, no matter whether it was, Joni, or it was tom crane. crane it was it was definitely a, a connection through the harbaugh family yeah um, his
4: brother-in-law tom crane it was, Joni, it was but, Tom Green. but
2: but either tom way crane. whatever it was um he is definitely uh he 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 feels i think just like a lot of these these the you know these connections these these hires at the nfl level are there's a definitely a kinship uh you know a, a friend. Well, you know, oh. he, he
4: has had NFL jobs before too. So it's not like, you know, he he's seen a dysfunctional team like the Cleveland Browns from the inside. Yep. I mean, he's, he's seen the Tampa Bay bucks, which are pretty dysfunctional at that point. And then he sees Baltimore running smoothly. Like I'm, I'm thinking that at it, you know, he wants to stay where he's comfortable, where he's wanted and where things run properly. Well, and he you know, just like, saw a team
2: that went, uh, 13 and four that went to the AFC championship, and that most people expected to win the AFC Championship and go to the Super Bowl. So I think it's unfinished business for him. So you know, I think he, he he's a guy that takes pride in winning. He just you know he won back to back national championships at Georgia. So um, yeah, with a
4: 46 year old insurance salesman at quarterback, so yeah, imagine right. what he's going to do with your two Lamar. Yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. So. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think he has any intention of going anywhere. So I mean, the
4: the real question we have is, you know, what what players come back? I think that that's really. I took um, the words right out of my mouth. I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it it could be a very different roster next year, especially defensively, or it could be the exact same thing. Like I, I don't know. There's there's a lot of ways some of these players could go. Um, I, I think Matt Abike is here for at least next year. I don't think that you let him. You know, they're going to franchise tag him is my guess. I just can't imagine you don't franchise tag him. I think
2: they tag him and they work really, really hard to try and extend him inside. Right. But
4: regardless, I I don't think that they're planning next year without Justin Matabike on the roster.
2: No. Yeah. He'll be here.
4: He'll be here. You know, Gino stone, like a lot of Gino stones usefulness was that Marcus Williams got hurt and he was able to, you know, fill in, but you're not going into next year with an injured Marcus Williams. You know, you're expecting him to be healthy. So you know, but, and and, I mean, all, and all, you don't have Mike McDonald anymore, so you're not going to be running three safeties as much. I don't think. You know, I mean, maybe maybe Zach Ward picked that up and keeps that. I don't, I don't know, but you could go a lot of different ways with that defense, and I don't think you pay a third safety. I just can't imagine I, I that. Just, you know?
1: I don't, I don't, I don't know if he should get a big contract, but I do, I do think because we have a lot. It seems like we have a lot of problems with injuries when it comes to the defensive backs, so that would be it. my concern. Just you know, one of them going down, and now we. Fishing for safety,
4: right? Yeah, and you, you get it in that weird spot of like, how much are you willing to pay him? Like, you, you want to keep your guy, obviously, but if somebody's giving him an opportunity to start and pick money, I don't know. I if think you're Mac,
2: I, I think Mac signs him.
4: Yeah, I could see that. Patrick Queen's another one who we've said all year, like, I'd love to keep Patrick Queen, um, you know played great all year, plays he's great gone. next to the gone. He's fun. gone.
2: He's gone. Don't even Don't even fucking think twice. He's I, gone.
4: I I don't know. I, there, there is still that chance that he likes Baltimore enough that he stays. But it's going to take work on his end to to make the money work. You know what I mean? He, he had he's going to have to make concessions. He
2: had a tweet today. He had a tweet today. where.
4: No, was that close. was that was because people were shitting on him being an all-pro. That was the impetus of that tweet. Is some, some fucking talk show was talking about how he's only like a Will linebacker and – you know some team's gonna make a generational mistake by paying him money and he was just responding to that like
2: yeah it, it, but at the same time that 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 that's the point someone's gonna pay him and they should
4: but it could be the Ravens it would not shock me if they tried to work something out there I know I,
2: I mean I would love it if we had if we had two two all pro yeah, inside I linebackers. For the but I, just, to, I just don't see it I would, happening
1: I think I that's part of the Ravens reason to him too It's just a matter of um I don't, I
4: don't. know if we're going to have enough money to do that. I think he's going to cost a lot. Yeah,
2: which he should. Like he, he's worked for it. So yeah, no, yeah. It's it, he he, He's road. the kind of guy.
4: He's the kind of guy that if he leaves, I'm not going to have any ill will towards him for leaving. No, no, it's, no, no. Like it's the, you know, it's the right business move for him. And right. then you look and, at, and, like, and uh, I think
2: Trenton Simpson slides in, and next to Rowe can can be. A, a great you know and he, he's
1: he not, good at the Steelers game
2: yeah yeah and he's not going to be he, did. he is not going to be pq day 1 but i think he can grow into pq yeah. you know yeah,
4: he he's got that ability and yeah. you know he's got size that pq doesn't have so right. maybe that helps him more hey, He brings different things to your defense you know malik harrison's gone um you think like, so i no... think
1: i think malik i think malik Harrison stays because of the special team
4: as well I could see him staying, but I could also see another team paying him a lot more than we're willing to just because he's gonna be a special teams guy. Like I don't think Malik Harrison factors into your starting linebacker, you know, rotation next year. And so that kind of, you know, knocks his price down significantly. And I think somebody might give him, you know, maybe it's only two or three or four million dollars, but I think that he could get that somewhere else. And he's not gonna get that here. Um, you know, I Clowney's think Cl- I think
2: Clowney one. stays if you know, assuming we keep uh chuck smith on the staff i think clowny comes back because clowny w- had an had a career year and I don't, I don't think it's a coincidence that he had a career year with chuck smith here
4: and you got him for no money last year so you're going to kind of have to make up for that i would think. that's fine that's fine i'm going to be looking for a little bit I, of a payday but make it work i, I think, think
2: EDC makes that work but i think it's in both our best interest to make that work um and we're we're still going to have away on a cheap deal we're going to have
4: um, do you pick up always option? Room. What's that? Do you pick up always options? No as well? No. Thirteen million dollars is not a lot for a pass rusher. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm torn. No. It's not. It's not a lot of money compared to what he could get if he goes off next year. And you know how Ravens yeah. pass rushers and contract years, you know, work out. But so, he's, so also been, true.
2: he's been injury prone. Don't do it. Don't do it. No.
4: Yeah. I mean, you forgot he was on the team for the second half of the year too. Like yeah. he just didn't you no. know. You don't do much of a factor.
2: No. And Ojabo is going to be coming back. And Ojabo is, uh, I fully expect to be a fucking next, next, next year.
4: Next year year is the year that I get to tell people to get off my dick. Yeah, exactly. Ojabo
2: is going to be a fucking animal next year.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Um, You look at our corners, like, you know, Marlins here fine, but there, there's some work to be done. um, There are
2: so many, there are so many free agent, uh, cornerbacks, so many free agent cornerbacks.
4: I want to draft Mike Sanders still to be our slot corner because and, yeah, and there and, is, and, there, uh,
2: and, and there's know. good and there's good uh, corner cornerback depth in the the draft as well. So uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not really I'm not really worried about that.
4: Yeah, I, and then you know, offensively, the question is, um, you know, Mr. Kardashian, uh no, no Odell. Um, I, if I he, want,
2: I want him back. I want Bateman traded.
4: I only want Odell back if he's not dating Kim Kardashian. I don't want to deal with her. Um, I don't want her to be on Taylor Swift. No, I, no, I should not. So I
1: mean, they might work out in all <laughs> but yeah. If he,
4: if he why publicly, why
1: would you like? Why not to cut you? Why? Why would you want to beat him and treat
4: Because I don't think Lamar trusts him is the real yeah. issue. Is that you know he does seem to get open a lot. Um, you know you see clips every week of him running free somewhere, and Lamar still doesn't throw him the ball. So it's almost like he's a he's like a negative on the field because he's getting open. and You're not throwing him the ball, so. I think that it's like a change of scenery for both sides. It's kind of needed.
2: It's a new story every offseason with him about whether it's um, he's recovering from an injury or he's getting injured
4: Mm -hmm. or
2: it's this or the other thing. When he gets open, you throw him the ball, he drops it. You know, it's like it's always a storyline with this guy. He has unlimited potential. Then the potential is always unrealized. Um, I want to be
4: fair, too. It's not... Totally his fault. It just hasn't worked is really what it boils down to on a lot of levels.
2: Yeah. I mean, so he got outplayed and this is just not, there's no argument. He got outplayed by Nelson Aguilar last season, period.
4: Outplayed. Because, you know, and Nelson Aguilar was around when Lamar was throwing the ball in the off season. He was, you know, basically attached to Lamar at the hip. Like Nelson Aguilar got
2: signed. And from the second he was signed, he, he was with, Lamar period. And that showed up all season long, all season long. Anytime Lamar, the scramble drill hit and, and you can see it, it got broke down. Baldy broke it down in in the playoff game. The when the scramble drill hit, uh, Bateman was clueless. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know where to go. He was looking around clue. He was like, Oh, what's going on? He, he could have, he could have broke down field, had a fucking walk in touchdown every single time, every single time, all season long, when the scramble drill hit, Nelly knew where to go. He scored three or four times on the scramble drill this year.
4: So that's like, because scramble drill is Lamar's instincts take over. Right. And, you know, just muscle memory knows how to throw the ball to Nelson Aguilar. It's so chemistry. It's chemistry. Yeah. And that's, you know, some of it is not Bateman's fault that he doesn't have chemistry with Lamar. Some of it no. was legitimate injuries. Like, it, it happens. Guys get hurt. But, like, we're going into year four now. And just, like you said, unrealized potential. I think it's probably better to just wash your hands and, you know, see if you can find somebody well, else.
2: And honestly, you know, like when a guy comes in the league, they get drafted the first round. They like, everybody wants to project who, who are they going to be? Like they kind of want to do comps and everybody had comps for them. And a lot of people comped Rashad Bateman to Odell Beckham. Like they had a lot of, they had a lot of similarities. And I'm going to tell you right now, you know who his comp is? Nelson Aguilar. That's, yeah, who, he, I mean, that's, who, that's who he is. <laughs> With Nelson
1: yeah. Aguilar, it was, he well, he's a free agent after this, like
2: now as well, correct? Right. So sign yeah, Nelson it. Aguilar, bring him back because he's got great chemistry with with Lamar, and bring back bring back uh, Odell because we, we have dead we have uh, we have dead cap we have void void years on on uh, Odell, so we can bring him back bring back th- and then eat up that that those void year dead up. cap hits. So you know. I- Solve I think the it, for it.
4: what it what it really is going to come down to is do you draft or sign a wide receiver to replace Bateman? And I'm I'm open to either way. I don't, I don't, think, I think, see, I don't I
1: think I see I think we should I think we should sign when there's a lot of um wide receiver free agents this year. See, I and I, and I don't not, think I don't think
2: we're, I don't think we're I don't think if we do that it's replacing Bateman. Honestly, I think you're
4: replacing his snaps. You're, you're, you're signing a wide receiver to play those snaps. Yeah. You are personally,
2: personally, no, I don't think that that's the case. I think you sign, if you sign Aguilar, resign Aguilar, you're basically, you are replicating the, the production that you would have hoped to get out of Bateman. And then whether you draft or sign someone else, what you're getting there. So Bateman to me is a he's a lost cause on in this offense. Now I'm not saying he's a lost cause in the NFL. He's to me he's a lot like um, Rashad Perryman. Like Perryman went on and was pretty productive elsewhere. So like, yeah, his time
4: in Baltimore just came to an end. it's yeah. it you know shit happened. Gotta yeah. go somewhere else. Yeah. So I
2: think, I we, think should we, try, should we should try. We should we should try and trade him and get something out of it though.
1: I was thinking we should probably go, would you would you would you resign Hollywood? No. I, well, I mean it depends. Why
4: <laughs> absolutely not. Uh, absolutely not. I want no part of that guy anywhere near Baltimore again. I don't um, know,
2: the, it, but in, in this group of receivers, I don't think he really fits.
4: I mean, we I think we, over need a, this we need a the, guy, guy. we need had... a big body guy. We need a
2: big body guy who like a 50-50 guy, and he's not that guy, obviously. So
4: and he's a guy that wants a fucking wide receiver one target share and he doesn't put up wide receiver one numbers with that. And so like I'm just I'm not we tried the Hollywood experiment, it didn't work. I had to fake a rumor that he was going to retire to play video games to get him out of town. I did a lot of fucking work on that. Uh, I'm not. I'm not interested in trying to do that again. To it's just I, I. I was never a. Fa- it was after the soldiers tweet with him. With the what's the point of having soldiers if you don't use them? I'm not. I, the, guys like that with that attitude have always bothered me. Of um, you know, it's everybody else's fault, but my own. Meanwhile, he's out here like dropping passes and you know doesn't fight for extra yards. I just I, I want no part of somebody like that on a team. I, I would much rather. You know, Will's going to trash me for saying this, but I'd much rather go get, like, a Mike Evans if you're going to sign a free agent wide receiver. That's
1: who I, that's who I want. No, well, I want Mike Evans, too, but I don't think he's going to cost too much.
4: Okay. Yeah, um, I think Mike Evans is the Kirk Cousins of wide receivers in that you can expect, uh, you know, consistently good stat line out of him on a yearly basis, and I think that's what we need. And it's a size thing, too. We really don't have a big-body wide receiver for Lamar. He's really never had one. Michael Crabtree, his rookie year, is the closest thing I think we've gotten to giving him, like, a big-body guy like that. Um, so I'd love to go grab one. Or you grab, like, a, uh, what's his name? Xavier Leggett in the first round, or um, Texas has got a 6'4 kid that's coming out that's, like, a late first-round pick. What was that guy's um, name? B- Adonai. Uh... I Mitchell. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, A.J. Brown seems to not want to be in Philly anymore. Um, that's very intriguing. I would, I would definitely look yeah, into if that. that.
2: If that's real, then yeah, I want him.
4: Oh, did you not see his interview?
2: No, no. I'm, but I'm like they had, a, like I'm pretty sure Howie Roseman did an interview and said, you know, like unequivocally, he's not available. But well,
4: I mean, how many times have we seen that though?
2: I'm just, I'm saying if that, <laughs> that's why I'm saying if, if it's real that he is available, then I want him. But if that interview is, if what is is being said in that interview is accurate, then okay, you know.
4: In an an ideal world, you give Rashad Bateman and picks to Philly and you take AJ Brown back. Like that would be.
2: Yeah, I I just can't imagine they're going to take Rashad Bateman. Like then they're going to have their receivers are Rashad Bateman and uh, Devontae Smith. That's like the same body type,
4: basically. I mean, your quarterback runs the ball, you know, for one yard touchdowns every time, anyway. So
2: I get that. But like, I would love to have Devontae Smith, but. You need on the other side, you need someone with some fucking, you know, beef.
4: That's that's how we Rosen's problem to solve. Our problem is uh getting AJ Brown in Baltimore. Getting the right Brown from the twenty nineteen draft is really the uh the we goal. We should there. have
2: just taken him in the first fucking place.
4: Yeah. Yeah. You're preaching to the choir there. Um and then offensively, you look at running back. We're linked to a lot of free agent running backs. You know, my stance on this, I want Blake Corum. but um You know who I want. It, you want Saquon? Well, uh, no. no if we're, if
2: we're
4: going to draft one, you want that loser from Notre Dame. He's not a loser. He's really good. He's a, fuck, he's a fucking loser. We've had I, one good Notre Dame player in, in Baltimore. Enough, enough Notre Dame.
2: I, well, I like Blake Quorum, too, but I mean,
4: I mean, he he fills that Gus role very well of a guy that excels in short yardage situations and you know will get you across the goal line every time. And then you have Keith Mitchell coming back. And if you're looking at free agents, I mean, Saquon is the obvious, um, you know, number one running back on the market right now. Uh, I think that financially it doesn't make sense. I would still love to sign him. I think it's the same thing with Derrick Henry, too. It's like, again, another... Uh,
2: Josh Jacobs, too.
4: Josh Jacobs, yeah. Those are three guys that are kind of like, you know, big money, big, big price tag. They're, they'd also probably be worth every penny that we got here. But... I don't know if it just makes sense, like team team construction wise, team roster construction wise, or salary cap wise. Um, then you look at like a DeAndre Swift or a Zach Moss as like a lower end guy that you could sign. And then, just, then you really got to be at, clear, gotta look uh, at
2: just be clear. Just be clear. Audrey Gasteau fills the Gus Edwards role better than uh, Blake Corum.
4: How many more nerds from Notre Dame do you want to draft that don't work before we just move on from that school? I'm
2: just saying if we're if we're filling roles.
4: Uh, Blake Corum had you Know 22 touchdowns in 21 games, and they were mostly within five yards, which is what Gus Edwards did for us last year.
1: Okay,
4: mm-hmm. so we're talking about filling the Gus Edwards void like that is the Gus Edwards void, that's what Gus Edwards did. SMA is more of a you know explosive guy than Corm is, but I don't know. we have Keith Mitchell for that. I'm not too concerned about filling that you know speed explosive role. Um, and then obviously, our guard position is like something we got to look at. I don't know, do you bring Zeitler back? I'd like to. Who's your left guard? It's not John Simpson. Um, you know, what do you do at left tackle? Do you take somebody in the first round? Do you try to sign somebody? This is a right tackle heavy draft, apparently, according to uh, offensive line nerds on the internet. So and I don't really know what we do there. I think we've seen the last of Ronnie Stanley. Uh, Harbaugh's press conference on that was pretty uh, pretty telling with the way that he addressed Ronnie Stanley, you know, and it's a big off season for him. I just, I don't think we have him here next year. Okay. Again, another, another failed experiment, like it is what it is. Oh, you don't you don't think who would be here? Ronnie Stanley, I think he's gone. Mm. Yeah, Harbaugh was. Um, Harbaugh is typically like very much talking about, oh, this guy factors into our plans big time next year, and there was none of that with Ronnie Stanley. So, so you think um, traded, a, a traded cut. I don't even. I don't know how we'd get rid of him. He's got a huge cap hit next year. It's like twenty six million dollars, and we're not going to get twenty six million dollars of production out of him. Um, you know, so you cut your losses at that point. It, it's TJ Watt's fault that. You know, Ronnie Stanley is not our cornerstone left tackle right now. Um, You know, nobody could have prepared for TJ Watt to be dirty like that and roll up on his ankle and fuck up his whole career. But, like, we can't keep paying that guy and, you know, have him play nine games a year and get his ass kicked for, you know, five of them. Yeah. And yeah, I mean then that pretty much leads us into you know 2024. Like we don't have we we have a lot of guys leaving they, if you look at it, like our number of free agents, it's jarring, but they're not a lot of you know key contributors. Like we have our core is pretty much intact, I would say, which is good. There you go. Well we gotta get in this we gotta get in the Super Bowl, sadly. Um sadly, that's exactly not. what we're
3: gonna do. We are now going to pivot because the name is 032. It is a ravens centric podcast, but we do dabble just a hair on the other 31 teams in the league. And this weekend in Vegas is Super Bowl Sunday, and Marlon's there as a fan. But the Ravens aren't playing. It's the Chiefs and the Niners, which the insufferability factor between both those fan bases is at all-time highs. But nonetheless, let's go with it. You know what, Will? I haven't asked you to break down the game in a long time, so I'm going to. okay. Now. There you go. So, Will, give me your thoughts leading into the game other than the we should be there,
2: but we're not. Well, I mean, it's hard to not be biased here. I
4: like, have a hot take. I have a hot take if you just want me to say huh? and then you can react to it. Say it! It's, it's better for the Chiefs to win for the Ravens than it is for the 49ers to win. No, I disagree. Yes, no, it, it is. Well,
2: he asked me to give my reaction, so you know what? Wait your fucking yeah. turn.
4: Well, and then you, you know, struggled in front of my kid. Light, lights were too bright. You pulled the Harbaugh. No, to, uh, that's not true. I had to rescue you. Not, that's not true.
2: So the 49ers are the better team. The Chiefs, the only reason they're here is because the coaching staff of the Ravens pissed down their leg. Well, the coaching staff, John Harbaugh pissed down his leg and interfered in the, you know, elite game planning of the, you know, the, the Ravens coaching staff and what they, they do and then what they did all year. So um, what I ex- what, what I expect to see is the 49ers. And let's bear in mind that what Drew is going to tell you is going to be painted by his bias against Kyle Shanahan. No. And, and Kyle Shanahan in, Not all. in the Super Bowl. But what I expect to see is the uh, 49ers come out and run the ball down the chief's throats because the chiefs cannot stop the run. The 49ers have the best running back in football. The 49ers have probably the most diverse, uh, offensive attack in football. Um, the Ravens have the best, you know, the best quarterback and then stemming from the quarterback. What I would say is the most, you know, unpredictable offense in football, but the 49ers have the most diverse, uh, weapons in football with Debo with Ayuk with uh, McCaffrey and then with uh, Kittle so I just don't see the 49ers defense being able to keep up with that and even with just running the ball um, the 49ers have uh, Elijah Mitchell who is a pretty good running back by himself as, as, and he's the backup. So I, I just see the 49ers are going to be able to run the ball at will against this Chiefs defense. Um I, I have a, a few different bets in. They're way too complicated to even fucking try and convey on a podcast. I think they're like one's like a 23 leg parlay. One's a 19 leg parlay. There's a, there, There's a lot going on. But they all hinge on the same thing the 49ers are going to impose their will offensively. So let
1: me, uh, let me say this because you said the chiefs are only there because of, you know, how basically how Coaches stand staff folded, but watching the NFL playoffs, if we've been completely honest, the Niners shouldn't be there either because okay. um, both, both games, they, they should have lost to one of the Packers. Yeah. The Pack, the Packers game, they should have lost that game in the Lions game. I mean that's a no brainer. They should have lost that game so. Yeah, you're right. I I can't I can't really say that they're going they're going to have their way against the Chiefs.
2: Now, but I well, would say this that the Packers and the Lions both for the same reasons, I think, could beat the same Chiefs team.
1: Right, but what it down to the Packers with? I don't think I don't think the Packers can. I, I would say the Lions.
2: The Packers The, the Packers have a, good, a a good run game too.
4: Yeah, they do. Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. Yeah. The 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 Chiefs took advantage of our coaching staff putting up a generationally bad performance. Um, That's how the 49ers have gotten to this point, is that they've kind of been the beneficiary of other teams making mistakes. And I feel like the Chiefs are built to take advantage of those. It's also better for the Ravens if the Chiefs win because you're not having a new quarterback and you're not having a new head coach win a ring. You lost to the Mahomes dynasty. You can wipe it off as that, move on to the next year and just hope to beat them. But on top of that, I just – if it comes down to it, who do you trust with the ball in their hands more, Brock Purdy or Patrick Mahomes with the game on line? It's, it's Patrick Mahomes in a in I don't a think it's
2: coming down to that. I don't think it's coming down to that.
4: And look at what happened to Brock Purdy the last time that he, you know, played a smart defense that, you know, kind of put him in a box. I mean, you're telling me that the Chiefs don't have the secondary to lock down their weapons, or not even lock down their weapons, but make Purdy make dumb throws again?
2: Yeah, so I, mean, we, I, we I don't made think him
4: look like yeah, a middle scorer on, I think, on national TV. I think
2: this game is gonna be one way or the other. I could be I could be reading it the wrong way and it could be the, the it could be flipped the complete opposite direction, but I think it's gonna be uh it's not gonna be close. It's gonna be one team is gonna win by multiple scores or the other is. It's not gonna be uh come down to one quarterback having a win at the end. That's that's
4: they're gonna win by thirteen points. I think it's
1: going to be similar to how our game was. I think I think that Mahomes is going to pretty much be able to do his thing, but the 49ers have a great defense as well. Um so I think they're going to be able to pretty much tame, not like tame it to where like how our offense our offense how our defense did. They uh, kind of like tame Mahomes the second half. And I think that's going to be the same thing and it's going to be put on the 49ers offense to make plays and put up points because if we would have put up points he would have beat the
4: Chiefs like easily. Well yeah. you saw what happened when Purdy was put in that position against a good defense to try to put up points. He turned the ball over time.
2: Well but here's so, the thing Drew here here's the thing. You are you're, you're you're putting that in the same you're logically thinking about that as though our coaching staff is calling the plays. You're you're putting the ball in the hands of Brock Purdy. Put the ball yeah. in the hands of Christian McCaffrey now.
4: McCaffrey ran for hundred yards against here's us. your problem, Kyle Shanahan's calling the the plays.
1: Like he just said, he ran four hundred yards. We've seen him
4: before we've seen him previously. Like on top, if there is a coach, if there is a coach in that game that is going to do something stupid and cost his team the game, it's Kyle Shanahan. Number one, number two, Christian McCaffrey cannot win games by himself. No running back can. they just he just doesn't. And you're gonna have to trust Brock Purdy to make throws and not turn the ball over and he's shown that he turns the ball over in big spots all right against well, good, against good defenses we it, will t- we'll ha-
2: we will revisit this next week i guess right
4: yeah i mean we will i'm just it, it, to me it's just uh i i am rooting for the dark knight rises um scene where the stadium blows up Oh, Tavon. we're
3: rooting for bane all four yeah. of us should be rooting for bane to fucking or if take out the stadium some fucking
4: that, some fucking some gambling that's scandal. the right answer you know, like they're all on video going to a Vegas casino and placing bets on themselves for the game, and they forfeit the game and have to, you know, reschedule a Super Bowl next week and the Ravens playing it. That that's that's my dream scenario. There, I really yeah. don't want either team to win, but I just it it just seems like the Chiefs are that team. The Raven, that,
2: the Ravens and Lions next week.
4: Yeah, right. Fucking it, do it, do it. I mean, that's. That's that's my dream scenario. There is that they get Patrick Mahomes on some fucking you know eye in the sky walking into a casino, in the Bellagio, placing some you know bet on himself. But I'm sure that's not going to happen. Um, you know, his dad already got into legal trouble this week, so I'm sure he's laying low. So I, I, I'm I'm taking the Chiefs. I don't really want them to win. I just think that that's the kind of uh, no brainer pick out of the two. Agreed. Now it's a
2: very weird uh, gambling situation this week too because the the line. Has gone from uh, 49ers two and a half, minus two and a half to minus one and a half to minus two and a half to minus one and a half. So, like, the money is not, you can't really read the money.
4: Yeah. yeah. And I also don't think that a lot of the, um, you know, the sharps have put their money in yet, is my guess. I think that's no, a lot definitely of, um, not. Low. And that's
2: why. That's why. Yeah. So, like, the public is heavy on the Chiefs. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I think it's, it's like 70 something percent is money line Chiefs and it's heavy on the over. I know that. Heavy mm-hmm. over 47 and a half. Um so I I haven't touched the I haven't touched the 47 and a half. I've done alternate over 41 and a half. Everything I've that is so the, the, over 41
4: and a half. the ref crew um I read into this the under Bill is yeah, like 66% of the time in games that he's ref So yeah.
2: That's why that's why I've been doing over alternate over 41 and a half.
4: Yeah, I I just when it really comes down to it, I don't trust Brock Purdy and I don't trust Kyle Shannon, and I don't know if that's um yeah I just don't I don't think they win and I I, I don't know if over forty seven and a half hits either like realistically they could turn the ball over a ton and that totally fucks that up so that's
2: what that's They're why to, that's why I'm not touching that yeah. that's why I'm not touching that that number half a half forty one and a half I'm okay with because the the number on that's like minus two fifty so
4: yeah. That's, once yeah, I that's, once
2: I get to there, I'm okay with it.
4: That's yeah, that's a pretty safe money line, or it's a pretty safe uh, line to put on. And I would say for like props, I would be you know hammering anything Travis Kelsey related.
2: Yeah, yeah, anything. Once once I get into the minus two hundred range on anything with him, I I, I throw it into my parlay.
4: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think you know Mahomes will throw for two hundred plus yards. That's another that's, like I, you know.
2: I think I have him at. Oh, hold on, let me pull it up.
4: And then you know I'm sure McCaffrey. Seventy or eighty plus yards. Is... I
2: told you I wasn't going to do this, but I mean, yeah. I, I I can give out my I can give it out if you like. Go for it. It's crazy.
4: We're here, as well.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I won't
4: I won't touch anything Super Bowl bets related until Saturday, anyway. So that's just kind of how I've always operated.
2: All right. So this is a it's crazy. It's it's a nineteen leg parlay, or this is longer than nineteen legs. It's like 23 leg twenty three leg parlay. Damn. Um, Plus forty four thousand. All right. Debo Samuel anytime touchdown. Christian McCaffrey two touchdowns. Over forty one and a half alternate total. Travis Kelsey anytime touchdown. Patrick Mahomes alternate passing yards two twenty five plus. Brock Purdy alternate passing yards two hundred plus. Travis Kelsey alternate receiving yards fifty plus. Debo Samuel alternate receiving yards 40-plus. George Kittle, alternate receiving yards 25-plus. Brandon Ayuk for alternate receiving yards 40-plus. Rasheed Rice, alternate receiving yards 40-plus. Christian McCaffrey, alternate receiving yards 25-plus. Travis Kelsey, six-plus receptions. Debo Samuel, four-plus receptions. George Kittle, three-plus receptions. Brandon Ayuk three-plus receptions. Rasheed Rice, five-plus receptions. Christian McCaffrey four plus receptions, MVS one plus receptions. Christian McCaffrey ninety plus rushing yards. Pacheco five plus or excuse me fifty plus rushing yards. Patrick Mahomes twenty five plus rushing yards. That's ten dollars to win forty four hundred.
4: Fucking hey, there you go. I'm sure one of those anytime touch on scores will fuck you, but
2: but that's like that's twenty three legs and all of them are. I mean, except for maybe the, the, like, the like McCaffrey two two rushing touchdowns or the two touchdowns. But like n- none of those are crazy legs. No, no, they're really not. Nearly not. And, and that's the thing. Like if they're
3: going to win that game, Christian McCaffrey has to touch the ball 30 times. Right. Whether it's on the ground through the air, he has to get 30 touches or more. Yeah. The problem is we've seen this before, and I blame the fact that a few years after me being removed from shitting my diapers, Mike Shanahan was the offensive coordinator <laughs> for the Niners when they win, won their last Super Bowl mm-hmm. against the Chargers. And Steve Young threw his, his touchdowns and everything, and I feel like psychologically, Kyle Shanahan is trying to show up daddy. He did that with the Falcons. He did that yeah, with the cute. Niners. Getting he's fucking- got daddy getting- issues. Yeah, he gets fucking cute. And you can't – again – If he doesn't get cute and Christian McCaffrey touches the ball (laughs) that many times or more, they'll win. And, oh, shit, the man of the people fucking joined us right in the middle of my diatribe. But because we've seen what Kyle Shanahan has done in the past, he's shown you who he is. And he's going to want Brock Purdy, (laughs) a.k.a. Jesus Christ, according to Sacktown Sports 1140, to be Super Bowl MVP. Why? You hate to do it. But you got to pick the Chiefs to win that fucking game. And I agree with Drew. I don't think it'll be that close. Like, the Niners are cute. I don't think their defense is as good as they were the last time they played the Chiefs. Which, funny enough, same officiating crew from back then, too, Bovinovich. But that defense back then was better than this current iteration of their defense. Though I am kind of intrigued because Traverius Ward playing his old team. How much intel do you have? schematically on the Spags defense to relate to Kyle Shanahan and vice versa. How much do you know about Mooney Ward and how much trouble can you put him in and give him problems? So all things considered, again, I think it's the Chiefs and more than likely it's going to be because of Isaiah Pacheco because that Niners run defense sucks, period. They're soft. They don't they actually, honestly, the past couple of weeks, they played lethargic, uninspired defensive football. I think the Kansas city chiefs are going to win their third Super Bowl in five years. And fingers crossed, hopefully Wilfred Wilfred Brimley, AKA Andy Reed decides to retire and go back to doing diabetes commercials. That's the
2: dream. You think if he does that, then uh, the enemy gets hired to be the head coach there. Yeah. What
4: is that? What is the new groundswell for him to have a fucking head coaching job? Like, why are we doing this At, again?
2: After, after all those jobs got filled and he didn't get like, one, right? one interview so weird.
3: He didn't do so well as the offensive coordinator of the commanders. Hey, someone make him the head coach.
4: He got suckered in by the general public to, you know, fucking go on his own and prove that he could do it without Andy Reid. And it didn't fucking work. No. But like, so why, why are we doing this again? Like why, why is Jim Harbaugh hiring Greg Roman again? Why do we keep doing this retread shit? No, that's the thing I no, love. I
0: gotta stop hating on Greg, man. Here, here's the thing, though. It's it's the per- <laughs>
4: it's
3: the perfect it's the perfect place for him to go because there's not going to be any public outrage over Greg Roman's play yeah. calling. With they're supporters. not gonna they're, like he's gonna go those to fans. He, don't exist. He is gonna he's
2: gonna go. Who the fuck's to, gonna complain? Yo, yo he's gonna, gonna go to a, He's gonna show up to to the uh, press conference after the game, and there's gonna be no no uh, press. He's gonna be like, what exactly? The fuck?
3: They're gonna be like, "There's oh, no wait, reporters," oh, you know. They went. They're <laughs> at the Dodgers game. Oh, you know, they're they went watch the LA Kings play hockey. Oh, you know what? They're surfing. They're Trippy's going gonna, to Trippie's gonna have to dogs. to
2: move out to LA to just to ask Greg questions at the fucking press conference.
0: <laughs> just straight up. Nah, man. I'm gonna move to Seattle.
2: <laughs> oh, don't do that, Tripp. Hey,
0: Tri-
4: hey,
3: Trippy's been depressed since Mike took that job. That's understandable. <laughs> But don't go to Seattle, man. They ain't got Mexican food like that down here. They're up there compared to down here.
4: Has Mike, Mike, you. You Mike apologized for uh lying to you yet?
0: Well, I don't, I mean I ain't mad. I think the Ravens people man you know, people keep adding me and shit talking about, yo, you yeah. the reason why Mike left? Why you'd you be lie? the reason Mike's
3: you'd be the reason Mike <laughs> stayed. Exactly. Motherfuckers need to stop hating.
0: But I mean, it's cool. I'm kind of mad. I'm late as shit coming to the uh, you know, the show, man. Man, yeah, we Ooh. only
4: like, we only like did the whole thing. You're good, <laughs> right?
3: <laughs> hey, man, but you still made an appearance. And that's the biggest thing. Just like me, that one day
0: when I, I blame, I blame, I blame John Harbaugh. while I was late today, man. You blame John Harbaugh? What he do? I blame John man, Harbaugh. Four o'clock, man, Oh, let me tell y'all something, right? So I went to um. <laughs> I was at a Twitter space earlier, right? So I was like, yeah, man. I'm going out. I'm just telling my man's like, yeah, I'm on my way out on Orange Mills, man. I hope I bump into John Harbaugh. So I went to Best Buy real quick, right? Guess who I see in Best Buy? Isaiah Lightly. I'm like, damn, man, you all in Best Buy, man. You should be in Vegas right now. I said, you know what? I'm going to blame John on that one. <laughs> there you go. I'm sick of John. Oh, I got another one more story for y'all real quick. So I go, go for to it. the gas station, right? The dude was like, hey, man, you be making them videos from the Ravens? I'm like, yeah. He's like, man, tough loss, tough loss. I'm like, all right, cool. So, yo, before he gave me my change, the dude that asked me, I said, yo, how many cards we had? He's like, six. Yo, guess how much change I got back from the uh, cashier? Six bucks. Six. 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 Bucks. cent. yo, six, cent, ah. yo. Damn, six, six, I said, what the fuck, yo? That shit just made me depressed, yo. Yeah, and 6 has even, just been he, 6 has been ruining
4: your life. Yeah, man, you
3: need mm-hmm. to watch out for, Jay, for Haley Joel Osment. Now, he tell you he sees dead people talking about Six then. Uh, uh,
4: uh. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> hey, has Jake ever gone an episode without mentioning an old movie? <laughs> hell no.
2: That's that's a, that's a staple. Yeah, that that's was a, a that was a program. That
4: was a hell of a reference,
2: man. That was Yeah, fun.
4: it was solid for once. I'll give him that. But, you know, usually we get some obscure Jake
0: fact in the episode.
2: Yeah, you know, usually, usually, Jake, if he pulls a, a reference like that, it's some fucking oh, yeah. weird shit that got, nobody got, knows. Got,
0: that was I got, good. I got one more thing to say to, to all the, you know, Zone 32 listeners, man. That do Marlon Humphrey, man.
3: Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: I'm, I'm ready. The fuck can I say to Clap him?
3: back, son. Clap back.
0: Hey, Marlon Humphrey, look, check this out, right, bro? I do listen to your podcast because I'm just like, you know, I'm for the people and shit. But bro, stop being weird, bro. Like you weird as shit. I'ma just be real with you, right? You sit up here and block me, right? Which I'm not mad about, but I am kinda of mad because it's like you can't tell me why you blocked me. I invited but him he, on the podcast to discuss and he ignored me, so Yeah, I bet he is. I'm surprised he ain't blocked you. You yeah. feel me? So then I
4: mean, you gotta take a number. A lot of right. And then me.
0: and then but the D Pickensburg that be trolling him nonstop on Twitter. He just always be having a little conversation with him. But Trippy, he just wanna block Trippy though. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what You know Babys Fan Trippy? You know Baby's fan trippy? Yeah, man. Dude's really mad. Uh dude's really mad. I blocked him. Here come Jack. Yeah, he told me yesterday. (laughs) We just just gonna get Marlon, Marlon. Shout out for the uh, you know, the little. 10 seconds, 30, 15 seconds of, you know, talk about trippy. Marlon, Marlon, is, out you
4: Marlon is welcome on zone thirty two anytime to discuss why he has you blocked and maybe we can come to some kind of resolution to unblock
0: Yeah, if you ain't doing the podcast at his house, I don't know how you're gonna come over here.
4: I'll just tell him I'm at his house, it's fine. I'm sure he I'm sure he wouldn't notice. He seems like a, a strange guy. Be like, yeah, I'm in your basement. I'm just you know, looks different. Yeah. <laughs> trippy who's winning the Super Bowl.
0: Ah, fuck. This a uh, mm. I mean, based off the bills what they did what the Ravens did, I'm pretty sure it should be the 49ers man. Oh,
2: yeah, that's my guy showing up. And Key, who do you Got have? my back? Who do I like? Yeah. Who oh, you Key with? Was
0: in here the whole time? Key's who you with? the whole time? <laughs> who you hey, with? Man, man, what you? What's up Key? <laughs> back, yeah, who you Y'all with, Key? Is. Is. Damn, yo. Oh my god, man. I'm gonna probably I'm gonna probably
1: have to go with I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go with i'm
4: gonna go with the chiefs oh so chiefs win 3-2 on the zone 32 podcast nice. you
1: don't count you
2: no know, he counts
4: i don't count why
2: yeah you don't count
0: why so yeah, you're that, cel- that celtics jersey i only said oh, so you hate larry bird
2: larry legend oh. the
4: original yeah, larry 49
0: legend. is because like i mean to be honest with you we should have beat the chiefs i mean right. the bills could have beat the chiefs so i'm just thinking like yeah, But the What
1: you just missed though That I said Same way Because that was brought up But the, the 49ers To be honest Not supposed to be there They should have lost To the Packers And the Lions
0: Oh yeah 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 I ain't gonna lie Man <laughs> I ain't gonna lie <laughs> hey, Tripp is
2: like God damn it Bro, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, we
0: just brought up that game, bro. I'm depressed again, bro. I've been I just been depressed, bro. All right, it's gonna take me a while to get over this. hey bye. see people think I'm mad about Mike. It ain't the point that I'm mad about Mike, because I'm pretty sure I knew Mike was gonna leave. I mean, I'm mad about Patrick Queen. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, like we had a goal and we ain't finished it. you mean I mean we we had a mission and we ain't completed this year, you feel me? Like we was what, one game away? But yeah. um, <laughs> Trippy doesn't finish I mean, his sentences with the though, same like, with the
2: same like enthusiasm. Ever since the season ended, man, it it makes me sad to listen to him talk now. <laughs> yeah. uh, bro, it's I just, not I've the
0: same, down, bro. It's gonna take yeah, a I mean, you're, over gonna, this. you're gonna be stuck with the
4: Orioles all year. I feel like you. Fuck know, you, it's just, fuck you, bitch. Hey, 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 dude, hey, 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 hey,
0: hey, 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 Hey.
4: Yeah, I got. I could. I need to do one, right? Yeah, we need that. Do, that. do a Red
0: Sox. Hey, hey, fuck do a, do a you! Winning. Don't. What the fuck? Do a winning team. Do he he came with a lot it of losses. Yeah, hey. D- no yeah, Orioles, do yeah, it. Man. Man. Yeah, I mean, no yeah. Orioles, there you go. The I'm, I'm, I'm off. Do a do
4: a Red Sox diss track. Do ether them. Yeah, I'll I'll drop a response tape. It's okay. Yeah, yeah, that'll
2: that, 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 Yeah, oh, yeah that'll, right. be that'll be real good. Yeah. That'll be real fucking good. That'll be that'll Damn. be real
4: hot. That'll be real hot.
3: In the
4: of yeah. Get the means, Red Sox I mean, to play out of games. If you're
3: gonna, if you're gonna post yeah, a
2: response, yeah, we, we need track. a fucking I mean, little key order. appearance track. Sick. That 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 would be that that would be good, man. We need that for the summer.
1: That would be dope. Gotta figure out I'm
0: but just saying, make, the Red Sox, need to
4: make a run too, man. Red Sox don't have an official rapper, so you
0: know that 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 rolls open. For just pulled the month. Jacksonville. I just pulled that Sunday night Jacksonville game. Actually, man. you know what? That's the whole fucking game. Drew,
3: I do got a question for you because I'm unfamiliar. What rappers are from the Boston area? Uh
0: um, They're all white. No, nah, nah,
4: uh, yeah. There's there's no there's no notable rappers. <laughs> I say, yeah,
0: rapper is from Baltimore. <laughs> I mean, Sam I Adams. Baltimore, <laughs> yeah, same, same I, y- I y- know Adams.
3: one dude. He's like
4: Sammy S- 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 Adams Mark Wahlberg.
2: <laughs>
3: He's like underground <laughs> yeah. hipster shit, fucking um Sage Francis. He's the only one from like the New England area that I'm aware of, and he's yeah. I mean, I, I hate college as
4: a banger. I'm just saying, Sammy Adams had a had a had a great career, you know, 12 years ago or whatever the fuck go. that was. <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah, the um, only one I know of is Sage Francis. That's
2: it. What, what was the other? Rapper. What was the other guy? Uh, fuck the guy who uh Dave Portnoy
4: had that fucking feud with. Oh, the the white yeah the um the it was some like random kid from Dorchester.
2: Oh God! What the fuck was that guy's name?
4: I don't remember his name, but yeah, I remember all those videos going back. Uh, and forth. Chitty Bang. Yep. Yeah. Chitty Bang. It was, but we're we're not a we're not an artistic people here. We uh we typically drink too much and you know don't really have um, musical <laughs> talent. So Should there's be a lot fair, of things, Not so a much for rap,
3: but there's a fu- there's a hardcore metal scene in that area. Like there there's a real Where? nice one in Massachusetts. Where? Where? Western Mass. The Acacia Okay. Strait yeah. That's all not remains, that's that's, that's like.
2: Well, they, drops we got Dropkick We got uh who else from up there?
3: Fucking have heart. Like the think slap shot might be from up there. They they're they're, Jake they're, saying
4: they're what? Going Jake saying Western that kind of band. Western masses is like a whole different state. It's it's not the same. There you go. Oh, drop but, drop
2: kicks from the city.
4: Yeah, you know, you get shipping up to Boston, Tessie is fucking a terrible song, That's fine. Um we can talk about that. You know, they play that after the Red Sox win. I know you guys aren't used to victory songs for the Orioles. So.
2: Orioles Magic? You ever heard of it?
4: No, because you guys don't win enough. Dirty Water, great song. We got <laughs> we, we got we got a serial killer in Boston. You guys don't have any in uh, Baltimore. It's just you.
1: Know. <laughs> we got
2: too many oh, to fucking go. count. <laughs>
4: we're just, <laughs> they, just yeah, don't you know, have, they
2: don't they don't have fucking nicknames around here.
4: Smiley face killer. Yeah, you know, look him up. Kills kills middle aged white men and dumps them in the Charles River. That's, well, that's I,
2: ain't how co- we... I ain't coming to fucking Boston anytime soon.
4: You said you were going Neither to play 182 concert at Fenway, so that's a lie.
2: That's Not funny. anymore.
4: Good.
2: I ain't trying to end up in the fucking river. That's right. If you, but if anywho, you
4: end up in the. Go ahead.
3: That's going to do it for this week's installment. We'll be back next week to discuss this, that, and the other. Previews, probably a little bit of prospect previews, the scouting combine coming up, and review underwear whatever Olympics. the hell happened to the Super Bowl. At the Underwear Olympics, everything, the tank top and shit. But meanwhile, <clears throat> it's time for me to die. <sighs> <laughs>
2: Zone. Zone 32. 32.